0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Film House, the uh, film podcast where we do everything from talking about new movies, reviewing movies, uh, previewing what's to come, and also dissecting a uh, what was it a bracket last week about what was the most disturbing film ever made that Elise and I weren't even on because we had to eat lunch sometime later that day. Anyway, it's a pretty it's a pretty variety show. And speaking a variety show. We have two guests this week because we're talking about the Snyder Cut, Justice League the Snyder Cut, and I'm really excited for both of these guests. I know I say that, but one of them is always Elise, so that counts. Um, but we have Elise Willems on the show. And, and... I brought
1: a very okay. diverse opinion today. Did you? I did.
0: I watched it with you. You spent most of the time just smiling up at the screen. So. Okay. Um, and then we also have Marcus Turner
2: of the Cosmonaut Variety Hour. That's me. Hi. Hey, Marcus! Thank Hi you guys. so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here talking about my favorite director's <laughs> latest film.
0: <laughs> I hold on a minute. I feel like I know you well enough to know that that's not true.
2: No, no um, I'm, a, I'm a born again Snyder fan. I'm. I'm are I you? performed. Did... Yeah. I'm,
0: so, I'm, so I'm real a quick. Just, that's great to know. And speaking of new man, let's just, for anyone who isn't familiar, Marcus, you have a YouTube channel, Cosmonaut Variety Hour. You do really great, um, concise movie reviews, criticisms, um, observations. You also have like fun, more fun stuff on there as well. And not that that isn't fun, but you have all kinds of variety hours as, as it were, um, But, uh, but I'm really excited to have you on because a little, do you want to give me a little backstory and our audience, a little backstory about your relationship going into this review?
2: Oh boy. Well, (laughs) I, I think a lot of people who like review movies or do like movie stuff on, you know, the internet, Zack Snyder's a fun little punching bag for Uh a while. You know, his movies have been a little shaky Mm-hmm. and i think i speak for a lot of people and i say i didn't think i would i wasn't excited to watch this movie i didn't, I didn't want to watch it i don't yeah. want to sit and watch four hours of a movie that i've already not liked mm-hmm. so i have for the past i think two years once they, they started like tweeting about the snyder cut i was like mm-hmm. yeah no this isn't real one it, it's not yeah. going to be good two uh and then yeah i've uh, been wrong few times wow (laughs) wow i'm not afraid to admit it i (laughs) I may have been wrong (laughs)
0: that's that's i think that's very very big of you um a little background on me i'm a snyder apologist uh which is not the same as a snyder fan mind you a snyder apologist (laughs) is one who enjoys snyder but also understands that you have to begin conversations by apologizing for apologizing for that that's true that's That's what I am, Elise. How do you? How are you in the Snyder camp?
1: Or am I on the Snyder? Well, I mean, it's not like I'm now hoping for the snucker cut or anything, which is the sucker punch (laughs) Snyder cut, the way he wanted (laughs) that movie.
0: I own it on Blu-ray, man. (laughs) I have the. I own. They did do the extended where she dances. Yeah, yeah.
1: I have seen it. i personally am mixed on Zack snyder i think Mm -hmm. 300 is a balls to the wall awesome movie i think the first 10 minutes of watchmen is some of the best concise origin storytelling you could do um and i think the rest of that movie i is something i enjoy a lot i didn't like man of steel you i remember loving man of steel james and, and I, I was... I apologized. I remember, I said, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but I love that movie. <laughs> so. And my, my biggest or my sole appraisal of the Whedon Justice League was that I at least wasn't bored. That was okay. kind of the yeah. best I could give it was that I wasn't bored because I did feel I was a bit bored in Batman versus Superman at times. And mm-hmm. Man of Steel, I was a bit bored. Mm-hmm. But I am hopeful for Zack Snyder. I consider him to... Sometimes you know miss the mark, and I think like Marcus probably, I am mixed. I, I mm-hmm. are we all in this weird gray area where we're like we enjoyed Not it. Me. I guess we'll Not get me. to that.
0: I'm in a hyper saturated area that moves in slow motion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean we all have very different backgrounds, and just just for anyone who's been living under a rock, basically we're talking about the Snyder Cut, which is a four hour movie that is. Basically a recut of a movie that already came out several years ago. Um, Zack Snyder directed Justice League, which was his follow up to Batman v Superman. Basically made the whole thing, and then Warner Brothers decided, eh, we don't want this. Pulled him out of the project. He's st- I think, he said he stepped away um, at the time. But they brought in basically Joss Whedon to make what I think is a completely tonally different film than what had been shot at the time. That movie came out and people are like, well, this isn't good. Some of us were like, at least it's over quick. It's Um, watchable. It's it's watchable. (laughs) But they, they made the mistake of having a trailer released beforehand, which... When, anytime that happens and people go wait that wasn't in it now there's like an online campaign we've also talked about how there's people snyder occultists people much more serious than myself who really believe in his vision and and kept insisting that there was this movie and he even zach snyder even alluded to being this movie lo and behold uh warner brothers has a svod service that they really got to make content for and so they just de- say they decide okay fine will let you do your Snyder cut and put it back together again. And the end result is a four hour film with how many six chapters and an epilogue and a whole lot going on, which I'm just going to say off the gate. I think it's pretty good. I think yeah, it's pretty good.
2: I think I would be inclined to hesitantly agree that it's uh-huh. pretty good.
0: You you said before we started that there's an asterisk.
2: Yes, like, like, it's it's a very big asterisk. It's like it's not the best. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. not gonna like it's not gonna change your view on on superhero movies. Mm-hmm. It's it's still very mm-hmm. Zack Snydery, and mm-hmm. some people don't like that. Like I've heard a lot of people say like they like the the beginning. Like feels like a lot of Zack Snyder stuff. A lot of slow mo montages and musical moments mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I, I, there were moments where I was like, I, I get that this is better, but I still don't like some of this stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah. Can I can I ask you, what was your reaction in the moment when those women on that finished <laughs> beach or whatever? Are we is this, are we going full spoilers? I would assume we would be right. Uh, it's e- hard to spoil yeah. this movie because it already like, came it, out. Yeah,
0: it did it, it, it already come out. I mean, Marcus, in your review, you did specify like, all right, I'm going to go into spoiler territory because the last very last portion of this film. Yeah. So we can avoid maybe the the last act
2: the
1: big change now,
2: stuff yeah
0: yeah that that's sure. really different but i think i think it's okay to spoil the iceland uh, oh whatever. they were icelandic yeah. So, where, so, i don't so, know where they
1: were mark is when those icelandic women you know step forward on that beach did you did you also think that was maybe a touch long
2: i was like i thought it'd be for like a second and i was like yeah. okay all right zach and then it kept going i'm like zach zachary yeah. stop with the singing <laughs> uh-huh it was too yeah. long.
1: James was so disappointed it didn't have that shot of Aquaman, uh, like g- falling into the waves or whatever. Oh, like throwing maybe. his litter into the ocean.
0: <laughs> no, there's a there's a point there's a point in that so maybe we should also talk about. Let's have fun with this. Maybe yeah. we should also talk about the worst and slash favorite moments from the Joss Whedon version that got oh cut from the Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah. So many. there's a moment in the in the original. The, what do I, I don't even call it? The this
1: the Weedon cut version. the other the one cut
0: Justice League right <laughs> yeah there's Justice a version League. in that where uh Batman's trying to convince Aquaman to join him and then Aquaman declines and then there's a shot of him clearly on a green screen kind of just going like huh like just like crossing his arms <laughs> and like just leaping backwards and then it cuts oh, yeah, to yeah a wide it cuts to a wide which is still in the Snyder cut and you see a small bubble trail yeah, zip he away goes, like parts. into the
2: distance <laughs> yes i forgot about that
0: yeah but in this version it's more like bruce wayne looks away for one second when he looks back aquaman is gone and like mysterious went into the water yeah but i was like ah oh, we lost that stupid yeah <laughs> it's like the least it's like the least exciting way to see someone leave a scene so
1: yeah my my mine it. of course is in the justice league when superman shows up at the end and batman mm-hmm. is like He's so happy. He's, He's <laughs>
0: yeah. was real big. Yeah, yeah there's that, that one is...
1: shot, one added shot of him being like, oh, my yeah. buddy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my best friend is back.
2: <laughs> my bestie.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so it sounds like we all kind of landed on the, like, good with it. I, I will also say that something Elise and I have been discussing is that, it, you know, it's called a movie, but I don't know that it really is is um i think it almost does a disservice to refer to it as a movie this this feels like more we were saying more like the an event a television event like this this thursday on abc it's the you know christmas something special with bob hope yeah Um,
2: like a a dc variety hour kind of
0: thing yeah not exactly not referencing myself plot wise it really doesn't follow a narrative structure also plot wise i was like you know what i should do i should pull up the wikipedia for this just to have it to reference different to make sure i'm not forgetting scenes or story beats or whatever and the wikipedia summary of the plot is extremely short
2: <laughs> there's not <laughs> Which i is, mean there's like big yeah. events but i mean the originals are like just under two hours like hour 50 yeah so i'll
0: definitely say for the joss whedon version i think he probably did look at it and go you know for something that this that has this much footage there really isn't that much story happening yeah um and i I definitely think that was a a a negative for me going into the watching this one ultimately when it was all said and done i was like oh we did kind of just hit the same story beats as a two-hour movie I'm a little bit more familiar with how we landed here and the characters that are participating in, in these story beats. But ultimately, I was like, I I guess it could have been shorter. It doesn't it didn't have to be four hours. You know, it wasn't like, do you know,
2: you know, like it, it could have been like three, three and a half. Like there's some there's some mm-hmm. scenes that are almost virtually identical to the the other version the joss Whedon version but with like a few extra seconds of like a shot's held a little longer or maybe there's another like reaction shot or something like that like mm-hmm. there's little things where you can you could definitely trim it down like the mm-hmm. the the singing icelandic girls like yeah it doesn't need to be that long there's mm-hmm. like i feel like his original idea was probably like okay i'm gonna probably get this like three ish hours and then since yeah. he gets to release it on hbo they're like he's like well let just put everything in it now there's no reason not to yeah what did you think I,
1: about the expansion of steppenwolf's mother box quest because i feel like the first third of the movie was that
2: yeah it feels i mean it's weird because it feels kind of like avengers infinity war with him like going mm-hmm. around trying to grab like little things from around around the world even though you know it came first i i i'm fine with steppenwolf in this one but mm-hmm. he's not, like, my favorite villain ever. He's just, like, acceptable now. He, he, he went from being, <laughs> like, a joke to an acceptable villain.
0: With yeah, like he a, can sit a yeah, at the table. Real backstory.
2: Yes, yeah, exactly.
0: I, I, I completely, I think that is one of the slight improvements that I, I noticed, which is that Steppenwolf is kind of a doofus. Like, he's kind of, like, like he's he clearly leading into this, in the Joss Whedon version, he just shows up and he's like, I'm going to destroy the universe or I'm going to conquer Earth or whatever, right? And he's like, okay, he's a scary villain. Um, he's doing this... villain
1: stuff for the sake of doing villain stuff, really. Exactly. In the Joss Whedon it, it, one. He likes In this, he, sh-
0: he shows up, he's trying to get these mother boxes, and then ultimately you find out he's trying to do it to get back into the good graces of Dark Side, who is like the real big baddie. And he, at one point, it's alluded to the fact that at some point he screwed up, Real yeah. bad, and now he's like, he's like, please. So it isn't even like you know. You sometimes have the villain who's like going to double cross the, yeah. the big bad guy. He's not even that. No, he like it sounds like he like a accidentally included like broccoli in a in an <laughs> order that dark didn't want broccoli or and was like immediately kicked out and he's been spending the last hundred thousand years trying to like get he's back. like
1: bumbling <laughs> middle management like dark got him in a pyramid scheme and he's like <laughs> i you have to go destroy a hundred worlds and then a hundred of your friends have to destroy a hundred worlds oh, yeah, and then the, yeah. come talk to me
2: He says something like, "You owe me one (laughs) hundred planets."
1: Yeah, yeah. Not that means, man. Put them in the planet box once you've got them.
2: I need them on my desk by Friday.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he's definitely middle management, and I was there for it.
0: But, but I do think, and it's weird because they're talking about this movie as though there's going to be sequels, and I don't think there ever will be. But it is. This was a better setup for an actual big scary villain. It, it actually made dark side and the apocalypse realm and those nightmare futures that Batman keeps having bad dreams about. Like it it made them seem scary because there's no way watching the Joss Whedon version that you think this is going to be the end result of something Steppenwolf can do. Yeah. Um, But it could theoretically be the end result of someone, someone that Steppenwolf is really afraid of might do, you know, like, yeah. um, So I I appreciated that.
1: And and Mm -hmm. definitely seeing him, in in the various realms, whomping everyone to get those mother boxes was just so vital in actually giving him some sort of credence or motivation because Mm -hmm. the Amazons got done really dirty in Justice League. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in this one, we just see the lengths that they go to to put up that Mm -hmm. fight. And it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed that.
2: Yeah, I thought Mm -hmm. the fight was a lot better. I could have done without as many scenes of them, like like the scene of them trying to contact Diana and then like mm-hmm. the whole like ritual of the arrow. And then Diana yeah. then has to go read on the wall about why dark Side's so bad. Like that whole, like I can, I have one thing that I think the Joss got did better just in that aspect was like, she comes in and she's like, I know about him. I like mm-hmm. my, my people told me about him. Like the, I could infer that I don't need to, to be shown why Diana knows ancient history. She's like 2000 years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: That. I, I think also you give Darkseid even more importance when you say, oh, no, he's a legendary yeah. evil she in this culture. Like everybody mm-hmm. knows yeah. uh, kind of makes him scarier.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree as well. I, I also the scene that I think this is going back to kind of what we were talking about with like the ice, Icelandic singing girls and stuff like the scene of the Amazons bringing out this box, setting up the box Lighting it has an arrow in it, firing the big arrow, and like it's it's weird Amazonian bureaucracy that like (laughs) is it's very gratuitous and it's really not necessary at all. And I think that we probably could have done without it. Also, Elise accurately pointed out that Connie Nielsen completely ditched her accent for that scene.
1: There's a lot of accent (laughs) issues in this movie. There's a lot of flip flopping accents. Uh, yeah.
2: Characters that don't have accents in other movies but have accents in Mm -hmm. this one. Mm -hmm.
1: and just just show them the footage from the first one you know (laughs) 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 they forgot how it went
2: (laughs) no need
0: i am good i'm pretty sure it was cockney i was doing a cockney accent um yeah so there's definitely some stuff that could go um but again i still think i think that steppenwolf is really good something i wasn't crazy about was the the when they show when Darkseid came to the planet the first time I get the importance of that, like, the last time he tried. We rallied together, like, setting up what the Justice League should be. But it is really jarring for them to be like, <laughs> for them to be like, 1,000 years ago, Darkseid came here, so Zeus fought him. <laughs> like, like I feel like that raises more questions with me that it doesn't... It satisfies and i know yeah. listen i know if you dig deep into comic books marvel or dc you're gonna get into this really weird territory but like the way they just casually talked about like well yeah so zeus fought him <laughs> and he showed up and then by the way he got like dinged once and yeah. then like ran away like a baby <laughs> he kind of gave all up his, really fast he, yeah. he left literally the most important weapons in his arsenal behind and like just Don't, ran away I-
1: I will say I do feel like that is maybe a character trait of these, like, really OP kind of baddies where it's like they're not used to ever getting any damage. So yeah. if you think about that, like, if you're somebody that just con- gets constantly knocked around, you know, you're mm. you're Captain America. I can do this all day because you're used mm. to it. But if you're Dark Side and, you know, you never get a paper cut, I can see why one, you know, Pass. our artery might take you down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But we as the audience... I think, interpreted as like, oh, well, the last time he came here, he just, you know, he just Quit. got I on not shoulder. He ran, he, 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 he saw blood, he saw his own blood, and they had to drag him away because <laughs> he's crying.
1: <laughs> did you like, I, I love that,
2: that sequence. Did you like it, Marcus? I actually, so yeah, I did like it. I've heard people say the same thing, like, he kind of gave up early, and it makes him not as, like, imposing as a villain. But I took it as, like you said, Elise, he isn't he wasn't used to losing and like this is the first planet that actually like fought back enough to push him Mm -hmm. back and Mm -hmm. they do imply that like he's been pretty pissed off about it and he wants to go back and get earth but he hasn't been able Mm -hmm. to um so i was fine with it yeah
0: i i think it's very it's very tonally in line with this movie though right where it's like yeah yeah.
2: i'm I'm okay
0: i'm okay with it but i'm still a little confused you know and then it, yeah, it
2: go goes into like how Zach likes to, you know, portray the superheroes like they're gods, like Zeus, you know, had to fight Darkseid before. And now Batman has to fight Darkseid because he's mm-hmm. on par with like a Greek god. That's how mm-hmm. he likes to, you know, frame his his characters. So it
1: made sense to me.
2: But James Which has is, a really
1: fascinating, yeah. well, in my opinion, fascinating way of looking it's, at DC versus it, Marvel in this regard.
0: It's only because I start like Elise is trying to do something important and I knock on the door and I go, I came up with this fascinating theory. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I, completely agree. Like, and I think that is, that's something that I appreciate. I've always appreciated about this whole, the say, say what you will about the quality of them. The whole different take Zack Snyder has on superheroes for me may not be good, but it's at the very least refreshing because Marvel yeah. movies for their quality are the same, t- almost always the same take on heroes, right? It, it's it's a humanizing of them, and it's like you know he's Spider Man, but he is just like us, you know. He's just like us, you know. And it's like yeah. it's Iron Man. He's a billionaire. He's a billionaire genius who can invent time machines. But you know what? He also doesn't like the taste of acai smoothies. You know, like <laughs> that's like what their vibe is, and I think that works really well because I think it means that anyone can watch it and anyone can relate. But Zack Snyder. Doesn't necessarily want anyone to relate to any of these characters. Yeah. Like even in Man of Steel, like he he's not like Superman is an everyman. He's like no nah, no nah, he's an alien. Like I'm gonna. Well, except when he lets
1: that bomb explode first... in the court. Goes, oh. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. That's. I will say this. I have I have stated before that my favorite scene in any superhero movie is when after the bomb goes off in the in Congress when Superman is there and everyone is. Is burnt to smithereens around him, and he's standing there, and he looks over, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's just like missed it. I like the it's most, so real. Like,
2: the most ridiculous expression. It's like he yeah. left the oven on at home. Like he,
0: yeah, <laughs> he But, even but I think to Zack Snyder, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Like to to these heroes, and I appreciate that different take very much. Like Zack Snyder goes, these are gods playing around in our world you are not the you're superman an observer isn't you and you are not superman they like wonder woman can go to that little girl and be like you can be anything you want to be but that's she's very mm-hmm. condescending like she's just saying that because she's better than you little girl like that's how <laughs> i feel like Zack snyder feels and to me it's kind of the difference between old testament and new testament like with the bible you had all these stories Sweet and they're first. like you're going to learn from someone who isn't you. You're going to learn the story about something that God did. Well, the gods are whatever, wrathful also wrathful. He does whatever the fuck he wants because he's trying to teach you a lesson. Destroy right? the whole city. Yeah. But then but then at a certain point, society changed and someone's like, we got to find a new way to relate to people. And so what if we're like, oh, like God is a man as well. Like so mm-hmm. then New Testament. So, so I do kind of like that we have both of these at the same time. But I also completely understand why someone might watch a Zack Snyder superhero movie or even this Snyder cut which I think is pretty good and go like I don't like this
2: because it's just it's a different moral perspective on everything yeah and uh, I <clears throat> I think that it uh one thing that I immediately recognized about the movie once I started realizing that I liked it because it took a little bit for before I was like okay no I'm I'm enjoying this mm-hmm. it was that once they get together and they're like doing their you know superhero thing like all together as a group it doesn't feel like an Avengers movie. It doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. Like they're not. Mm-hmm. There's like obviously the jokes that were cut out. Like there's no quipping back and forth. But they're more acting like like co-workers than mm-hmm. friends. Yes. Like mm-hmm. they're they're acting like they're just going to do this one thing together and never see each other again. And it doesn't like the whole movie doesn't feel like just a Marvel movie. Like all the superhero movie that's super movies that have superhero movies that have been coming out now feel just like more marvel movies like even mm-hmm. when they're not by marvel like shazam is just like a marvel movie like mm-hmm. you yeah, know it's got like the cute yeah. the cute stuff like you said they're relating to <clears throat> relating to people mm-hmm. and this one doesn't feel like that it just feels like he's actually doing his own thing and this time it like actually worked like mm-hmm. them not yeah. being like people like not being like you know everyday people actually works for this one so yeah. i liked that a lot for this one like for the first time i was like okay i get what you're going for and
1: i i like it now mm-hmm. yeah they're not cute frenemies and flash isn't in, in this version making weird comments to wonder woman for yeah. the whole thing <laughs> which I, I i appreciated i was like yeah that that and now that i look back at justice or justice league i was like oh my gosh yeah that was kind of like weird and, and unnecessary Yeah, um, like a
2: joke in that one like yeah, yeah a really bad joke
1: yes and i mean i think the the I mean, obviously, everybody talked about it, but like the glaring change difference is Victor Stone Cyborg actually yes. having an origin story, something that's meaningful and Big kind character. of makes you, if, if they did like a Flash movie that had him in it, you know, makes you excited for it. That.
0: Yeah. One of, one of the things I, I mean, I really liked about Cyborg in this was in Justice League. It felt like Cyborg shows up, and then he almost is like, you know, he's like the young kid who's out of his element in all this. He's like the only reason he's there is because they see potential in his powers. Yeah. But in in this version, he actually has like a wisdom to him. Like there's there can yeah, he's totally like a different be ha- he's a completely different person. I feel like I was watching it and I was like, oh, maybe he should be the leader of the Justice League. <laughs> like yeah. he has he has kind of an awareness. He has the powers. They elaborate on his powers, um, which maybe, again, back to the gods thing, a little too much. Maybe they give him too much of a lightning bolt. And I just I, a really strong. great academically, uh, academically gifted and like very good quarterback maybe shouldn't have the codes to every single nuke on, <laughs> nuke on the planet. Like, yeah. like I, he seems like a nice guy, but maybe that's beyond that's what he too needs much. to do. Yeah. Um, but it's at least now I know what his capabilities are. Like, at least I know what role he serves within the team and why Batman would like waste any time on this, you know? Yeah. Uh, they don't
2: explain his powers even one time in the original and, mm-hmm It's it is a little weird that Batman's like, all right, I need this guy who can, you know, move really fast and possibly reverse time. And this guy who's a robot. Yeah. 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 (laughs) He didn't even know that he could like interface with the mother boxes. He just that that was lucky that he could do that.
1: yeah. Yeah. I did have a better grasp of what his abilities were in this one, though. I I did kind of like laugh to myself. When he was talking about talking with the machines and he was like, oh, you know, old Bessie, she'll be she's coming around. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, like, I was like, she wants to a, Yeah. Maybe there's a more <laughs> eloquent way of like doing this. <coughs> James made me laugh because he was like doing this whole shtick about how when his dad was saving him. <laughs> Like all the other stuff he started, like he souped him up like a pimp my ride.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well that's, that's, the, I mean, this is, this is a perfect, this is a perfect encapsulation of probably how I feel about this movie, which is that you just take the cyborg thing and you go, it's better. It's, it's a, it's a multi dimensional thing. I understand it better than I did before. It has character. I'm actually more interested in it than I ever was in the previous version. That being said, <laughs> what happened from the time he was in the hospital bed to him being on a circuit board with his his le- his whole everything below his rib cage is gone. Yeah. Everything's like even when you saw him in the hospital bed, his face was fine. Why did his dad and, replace yeah, half of his face with <laughs> robotics? His face
2: is gone. <laughs> yeah. like, there's like there's more a- there's more robot of him than there than like he had other bits of meat left and yeah. it's is gone
0: was like, nope, no, this is way inefficient. And then I, I will say this, the one gratuitous thing that I, if they ever cut this movie down again, which... They probably never will. But if they ever did, they have to leave in is the visualization of how Cyborg can manipulate the stock markets, which <laughs> was a giant metal bear fighting a giant metal bull. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it was like they're like, and I'm like, OK, I get I mean, I get you. It's very Wall Street, very inside Wall Street. But yeah. I, I see you there. I see it. it was, uh, I, but that's the whole movie. Uh-huh. That's that's what it is. It's like we have fleshed things out. Yeah, and it I, makes more sense. And it's better. His but relationship also with his- like
1: yeah his relationship with his dad um Mm -hmm. the the you know the absentee father and then the car accident my my only uh grief with the car accident was it did feel a little redundant after the the truck crash with iris west Mm -hmm. um (laughs) like it was like it was like here's an accident here's a vehicle vehicular accident here's another vehicular accident and i was kind of like just just in terms of universe yeah and storytelling i'm like this just feels a little bit too much back-to-back
0: yeah well i remember turning to you and saying oh someone else dropped their sandwich like, <laughs> and i would have loved the shot of it's the same driver who like crashed into that woman It's like it's constantly smashing into people because he drops his sandwich prioritizes the yeah. his sandwich over the lives of yeah
1: others. but yeah. I, I did feel like it, oh it actually gave i mean it, i this is not a unique opinion i think it's fa- it's just fact that it was in a world of an improvement for cyborg yeah well get one last thing
0: and then i want to i want to talk a little bit about batman um but oh yeah <laughs> do you guys remember how they closed Cyborg's story arc which is more of a line in the uh joss whedon version because no. i always thought that was that was one of my favorite moments as in it's terrible but like it shows him back in his apartment and he realizes he can make himself look less ugly
1: like, I don't remember what? I don't remember. I mean he's I like, remember he's like, very he's little. In his, uh, he's like
0: in his apartment and cause his design is real shitty. And then he like goes like he like, hmm. And then like he changes his body structure to be like more smooth. Or did I am I crazy or did I dream this? Maybe. Because that's what happens to at Cyborg at the end of the first movie. Is like it shows Bruce Wayne and like they're doing all their things. They kind of like go back to their situation a little bit, but then it shows Cyborg. And he changes his body, and he's like, but it's it's the slightest. It goes from being a CG mess to being like a slightly smoother CG mess.
2: Am I, I crazy? I feel Did like I, I feel like I don't remember, but I feel like your description is convincing me that I remember. Right? <laughs> yeah. I think
0: you're implanting I, I will, a I'm false dig, You guys talking about Batman? I'm going to dig into <laughs> Cyborg.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so Batman is definitely here, and uh, it the the, the the thing that we talked about a lot was the relationship between Batman and Alfred, because it's like diametrically opposite to every relationship Batman and Alfred ever have, which is yeah. as Batman sort of having, you know, and I think so much of this ties into just the origin of Batman and his parents, et cetera, is Batman sort of having these doubts. And then, you know, the best is the Michael Kane version where he's saying like, Master Wayne, we pick ourselves up. You know, when, what do we do when we fall, Master <laughs> Wayne? And whereas this is like constantly Alfred saying, you know, Jeremy Iron saying, I, do, I just don't know, Batman. I don't know if you're going to pull this one off, and then Batman be yeah. like, "Fuck you, Alfred." <laughs> he's like, Why are You don't you know shit? Bruce?
0: Why <laughs> yeah. you should just give up, Bruce? <laughs> like yeah, like, just yeah. let the world burn, Bruce. <laughs>
1: and it, and it. I mean, I, and Alfred in this movie is just such a exposition transition constantly, mm-hmm. but uh I, it's just such a weird relationship i yeah. um
2: i actually kind of like how it's slightly different Where like for me it felt like this is these are two guys who just live together and it just <laughs> so happens it was to one of them. <laughs> batman yeah <laughs> yeah it, and, it, but i did felt... like no you go ahead
0: oh i was just gonna say it felt like they merged alfred and lucius fox into one character yes. for
2: the sake of yes. this yeah. but yeah you go ahead um i i did like uh Alfred and Diana a lot mm-hmm. how they're kind of like like Batman's off doing stuff and they're just hanging out in the apartment mm-hmm. like he's yeah. like teaching her how to make tea and he's being like kind of rude about it but she's yeah. like, too polite to tell him and then when they yeah. come back later like he's like everybody this is Alfred and she's like oh yeah hi Alfred I know you. he's like oh hi, hi Dan. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it definitely they felt like they were more of a team which is some, which is yeah. weird because the whole, the whole Justice League they, some people didn't even talk to each other the whole time. They felt like, and then they also felt like they had a, an actual purpose with each other. Um, and yeah. I want to kind of get into that purpose so we can unlock spoilers and talk about actually like kind of the big big major big changes that happened at the end. I also want to get all of our takes on the aspect ratio. Um, but uh, before then, I want to hear a quick word from our sponsors. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien, gracias, ¿y tú? Uh, listen, in case you don't speak Spanish, that means, Hello, ¿cómo estás? Uh, muy bien, gracias, ¿y tú? No, it's basically like a, it's a conversational thing, and I learned it recently on Babbel. I've actually been trying to learn Spanish for a really long time, so I appreciate having the number one selling language learning app in my pocket while I do it. Um, it's, it's been a goal of mine for a while. I've used a lot of different services to practice but it wasn't until recently that i've started picking up babel and really getting a handle on the grammar and and building up my glossary of words and terms it's it's way more conversational learning and i think what makes it so easy is that babel has 15 minute lessons it's the perfect way for me to learn a new language on the go when i take my dog for a walk boom i pull up the app i do some practicing and i run some drills Um, Unlike other infamous language classes you might have taken in high school, Babbel designs their courses with practical real-world conversations in mind, hence what I'm able to do now, things you're gonna get to use in everyday life. Uh, Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel's lessons were created by over 100 language experts. They know what they're talking about. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. I'm just focusing on Spanish for now, but I would love, love, love to learn more languages going forward. Plus Babel speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent, so that way you don't sound like a crazy person when you actually want to use what you've learned. Um, start your new language learning journey today with Babel. Right now, when you purchase a uh, three months of Babel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months, half a year for the price of just three. Go to babbel.com and use promo code filmhouse. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com code filmhouse for an extra three months free Babbel language for life. This episode of Filmhouse is brought to you by HelloFresh. By the time you've finished your fourth Zoom call of the day, the last thing you want to do is figure out dinner That's where HelloFresh comes in. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Something that's really important to me Not just the delicious foods that I get to make, because I actually really like cooking and I like trying new things, but HelloFresh is a sustainable way to eat that helps you and me reduce food waste. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients so you don't have to worry about the perfect exact amount of lettuce to buy at the store or how fast you have to eat it before it wilts. Less food waste means less burden on the planet and your wallet. HelloFresh is also carbon neutral. That's pretty important to me. It it offsetting 100% of carbon emissions. uh, That makes their carbon footprint 25% lower than store-bought grocery-made meals. So you can save money, you can make sure you're getting the right amount of food, and you can help the planet um, with HelloFresh by skipping the grocery store. Um, also the packaging, everything comes in completely recyclable packaging. It has all the instructions on how to do it. It's something I appreciate as well. There's a lot of really, uh, earth conscious things. And we haven't even talked about how delicious these meals are. Um, HelloFresh gives you flexibility, which if you want to customize your meals, maybe this week you think you're going to be a little bit busier, so you might not have time to cook. Though, that being said, most of these meals only take about half an hour anyway. But you don't have that half an hour. You can put some of those meals on hold, only get a couple. Or if you think this is the week you want to try a bunch of stuff, you can add more. If you want extra protein, different sides, different sizes, serving sizes than normal. Like maybe you're going to have friends over and you want to cook for them. You can totally do all of this with HelloFresh. Normally, I cook dinner. I like to cook for Elise and for myself. And, uh, you know... She's got her preferences, but no matter when we get a HelloFresh, she can always find something that she enjoys uh, that I cook. I would say my batting average is way better when we have a HelloFresh in the house than it is when I'm just trying to come off the top of my head. Um, Plus, I mean, the best thing is when you try something new. You can take those recipes and then you can repurpose them later. I always save all my HelloFresh cards so that way I can make them again and again. Or I just order them the next time I see them come up. So uh, they have all kinds of delicious meals. I, I had some, uh, what did I have? I had some fish the other day, pork the day before that. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of chicken. Um, But even I also am trying to eat more vegetarian. They have vegetarian options that have been delicious. So it's it's just a great deal. And I totally recommend going to hellofresh.com slash filmhouse12 to use code filmhouse12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's hellofresh.com slash filmhouse12. Use code filmhouse12. Let HelloFresh take care of the details and you just get delicious, fresh food. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. OK, we're back. Spoilers are on. You sh- it's open season. Not that we were really uh, keeping things under wraps for most of it, but we can completely talk about any details we want to of the ending or anything. And I also want to say I found the clip cyborg creating a new body on YouTube. It is. A v- it's like three seconds and it's wow. literally him in a lab going like, oh, I'm getting a new body. And that was supposed to be the closure
2: of. Of his arc in the Joss Whedon version, is he with his dad? He's with his dad. Okay, in the I remember. I think I was more like I was more focused on the fact that he's with his dad than yeah the fact that he's doing anything himself. But
0: it's just great because if you watch this clip, he goes, he goes, oh, like like this is much better. But it it like it's literally just <laughs> like someone. I don't know if anyone's ever worked with ZBrush <laughs> or anything before, but when you basically just add more po- polygons to it, like I forget what the term is. Griebling <laughs> just or something like that. Yeah, something like that. He, it's like, that's all it looks like. And he's like, it's like, wow,
1: like, this is much better. It's like Joss Whedon was like, remember when Shrek became human? I can okay, do that.
0: We, yeah, we it, have the clip. So this is it, it's like kind of towards the end. And then he's like, oh, my God. Yes. This is it. And I can't see the fucking difference at oh, all. Wow. <laughs> You're right. Anyway, I always thought that was funny.
2: Sorry. I was convinced um, you were making that up. I'm does sorry. his dad <laughs>
1: did, did his dad <laughs> die in the Snyder Cut? Yeah, I can't he even gets, like
2: vaporized.
1: That's yeah. right. Horribly. Yeah, already <laughs> forgot. He became
0: <laughs> Dr. <Doctor> Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> Which at the time watching it, I was like, that was really stupid. Um, yeah. Because be- you don't know why he does it. You don't know why he does it and they don't but they do explain it like five minutes after it happens. Yeah. And so you're like, Oh, okay. But at the time you're like, that really seemed like a stupid plan. Oh, Why'd he do that?
2: I still don't mm-hmm. feel like it was for a good enough reason for him to be like, the oh, boxes yeah. get hot. Look for where yeah. look for where hot stuff is. Like there's yeah. I really feel like you could have done that without vaporizing yourself. Yep. Yeah. I completely agree. Um
0: but It did lead them to their final fight, which still takes place in a Russian city. We don't have the benefit of cutting back and forth to a small Russian family (laughs) uh, dealing with the repercussions of parademons flying all over the place. Yes. It's it's essentially like a Chernobyl. It's an abandoned place where nobody lives. So that way it can, can be completely eviscerated, which seems more in line with Zack Snyder coming off Man of Steel. Or like he would be like, fine, it's abandoned. And then they <laughs> yeah. could do whatever they wanted. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, how did you guys feel about the the end sequence for this
2: movie? I liked it a lot more. The When you compare it to the old one, the old one feels really lackluster. I remember watching it in theaters back when it came out. I was like, that was not a very fun ending. It was kind of just like a fight and then like he mm-hmm. goes home. Like, it's not yeah. even clear if, you know, Steppenwolf is dead or alive. It's just, it's... Doesn't he, he, doesn't gets he like, just get afraid? He gets, yeah, well, he gets spooked, and the parademons <laughs> in this universe, in this universe, in this version of the movie, they're mm-hmm. attracted to fear, which is why Batman at the beginning is, like, chasing that guy around. He's, like, mm-hmm. the parademon gets attracted to the fear, and then he, that's how the yeah. movie starts in this one they're attracted to fear and he gets afraid of the justice league so they attack him and then he goes home it's not a very when you compare it to like how crazy and like bombastic this ending is it looks Mm -hmm. like a joke like just the the last like i think it's like what is like whole chapter is just like the whole final battle it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot different and it's more interesting in like tiny ways too like because mm-hmm. of the, the city's destroyed so like there's an added shot of cyborg like flying through like decimating buildings because he doesn't have to care about anybody yeah. in there um batman like gets a little added context of you know why he's trying to sacrifice himself and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah
0: I, the, I completely agree At on least. the
1: subject of fear uh i have to to mention because it may be cheesy to some people but i think it is one of my like new favorite superhero movie lines when the queen Says to the Amazons, like, show them your show him your fear. And then they they all say we have we have none or whatever.
2: That was pretty cool. I <laughs> it's pretty like dope. That. It's like yeah. it's yeah. it's
1: very much like a, you know, something that would have said in, you know, a, a we will fight in the shade kind of mm-hmm. of line. Yeah. That yes, I was yes. like, oh, yeah, this this is getting me pumped up for what's about to happen here. I got a uh, lot of
2: 300 vibes from that. Yes. Amazon.
1: Yeah, Amazon even though you know they're going to get decimated, you're like, okay, <laughs> like let's do yeah. it. Though contrast that to one of my least favorite lines ever, which is Stephen Wolf saying, uh, "The Amazon is mine," and then Wonder Woman saying, <laughs> "I belong to no one." I was like, "That's I belong not to no that, one. That's not feminism." <laughs> I know you think it's female <laughs> empowerment, but it's not. Um, yeah, no, it just no. it's just semantics. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I sorry, I had to get all that off my chest. But um, no, totally fine. I, I have, I agree with Marcus. Like I enjoyed night and day enjoyed this ending more, you know, when Superman shows up and he's just wrecking Steppenwolf, it's awesome. (sighs) Beating it's him. awesome. Shit <laughs> beating
0: he hits him twice in the face and then beams him and then like hits him again. And it he basically just like, like
2: ear off or whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It creates yeah. a, it's a cycle of
0: beaming, punching and beaming. And I was like, Holy <laughs> shit. Leave <laughs> him alone. <laughs> like yeah. That, yeah.
1: That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> the thing is like, if you were a comic book fan and the, there's just, just visualization and payoff of things mm-hmm. that you probably as a kid, Read in comics saw in comics and you're you're regardless of whatever shortcomings the movie has and problems like you're seeing some of those things created mm-hmm. in live action i think that has so much so much merit to it you know yeah, yeah. including
2: yeah, a, oh go ahead I, I i was just gonna mention like everybody get, kind of gets to do more of their thing aside from like batman who he, he doesn't he just shoots people <laughs> with like laser yeah. guns he can't yeah. he, i they still he can't figure out what to do with Batman in these movies. No. Like in Man of Steel or uh, ba- Batman v Superman, Batman's just watching them fight the big alien thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this, he's he saves Flash at the end from like getting domed by that alien guy, but that's about it. He can't do anything. Yeah, he's yeah. just kind of the it's fixer. Still after he's already gotten yeah. shot. He, yeah.
1: He's like, I'm just here, like I'm a, pr- a production coordinator getting all these, you know, actors <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. on set to do their thing. And that's kind of what he, he feels like is
0: he's 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 very much i mean he admits to it right he's like what's your superpower he's like i'm rich yeah (laughs) um which is is kind of true and i do think that when you're dealing with gods um there's it's kind of a lose-lose situation because if he had made batman like if there had been a scene where batman without a armor or whatever punches superman and superman like and they like pushes them back if they had like a like (laughs) captain america moving the hammer thing for batman people would literally like write their congressman and and say that they're (laughs) pissed off about you know like um so i get that he does give him a lot of toys but the problem is i think Zack snyder is just loves destruction so much that he he eviscerates the toy before batman really gets to do so like it, it kind of blows his load as it were where it starts out batmobile very explicit purpose it's the only thing that can really get in there so he's in there and he's doing all kinds of cool shit and he's driving it really cool and he's actually taking out more bad guys than aquaman does mm-hmm. um but uh but then he gets too excited with that scene and as opposed to maybe something where he could have been out there clearing the path for flash or something like that yes, he just something the, else the Batmobile is gone within 30 seconds, like completely eviscerated. So all Batman can really do is like swing around and like kick people yeah. from behind. So it is tough by comparison, but he yes. still, I think had more of a purpose than just hanging on the wall, smiling when Superman. Shows yeah. Up, yeah. You know? he,
2: he does. He actually does things. He mm-hmm. it, it's everybody kind of gets to do more. Like mm-hmm. I'd like that. They were fighting together. Like uh, I, I mentioned in my review, how, I noticed that in the original, there's like a shot of Wonder Woman like falling down in front of uh, Steppenwolf and she's by herself. Mm -hmm. And in Mm -hmm. this one, she lands and she's got the boys behind her and they fight him together. Mm -hmm. And it's completely different. It's way more engaging to watch them all. All three of them try to take one guy down. It makes Steppenwolf seem like a little more threatening that like Mm -hmm. all three of them have to try to fight him together, too.
1: For sure. For sure. I couldn't agree more. And remind me, does... Aquaman ride down the parademons in the first movie yeah he does
2: both he does it in both
1: yeah okay I just love that he became like Patrick Swayze in Point Break (laughs) and it's like (laughs) these are the things that he does yeah because he he's just such a surfer bro um so that I'm glad that didn't change
0: (laughs) it's it's also really excessive when you consider that like it's to take out one para demon, <laughs> yeah. you know, which are the the most minions of minions of the whole thing. Like by that point, Cyborg, Cyborg has like destroyed like probably 150 and he spent that whole time riding one down, destroying a building and then hopping out. Yeah. Oh, this is here to have a good time. To the he point, is, to, your,
1: to your point, Marcus, of them fighting together, I do really like that there's this sort of tacit respect or maybe and maybe this is just something i inferred or got out of it but between some more of the the god-like uh heroes like the wonder woman the aquaman superman you get yeah. more of this kind of this like this understanding between all of them mm-hmm. you know yeah, which i dig
2: they, they have that scene too where aquaman wonder woman, wonder Woman just like talk to each other like in the car and they're just like hey we're we're like from two mm-hmm. you know ancient societies what's up and they just oh yeah. They just chat like and Mm -hmm. it's not like a quippy like it's just two people chat. It's just two people having a conversation, getting to know each other. And it it felt very normal and natural. And there's a lot of moments like that where specifically with Aquaman, I feel like he gets to kind of just like be the guy who like talks to people like they're people like where he in the original. He's kind of a jerk. Where he's like, oh, Victor's a, a, a monster. He's working with the enemy. He's like, kind of like being a dick for no reason. And mm-hmm. in this one, he has like a, a really nice scene where he's like, ah, Victor, I feel really bad for him. Like uh, he mm-hmm. lost his father. He has to, he's, he has to hang out with us and fight monsters. Like it's just not fair. And yeah, it it's a completely different character entirely. Yeah. It it, so sp- it honestly and weirdly because
0: the, the DC cinematic universe is so screwed up. It's like such a weird inbred family that like it none of none of it tonally matches really or anything. And and I remember watching Aquaman after Justice League and being like, where does where like I think it was like halfway into the movie. I was like, is this before or after Justice League? I can't tell. This is so different. different They did a better job making it. It's the two movies are very different, but they did a better job making one slide into the other in terms of like characters And like and even Diana, I mean, Wonder Woman 84 kind of screwed everything up. But like even Diana, like how she kind of landed in this place still seems like she's a consistent character. Aquaman in the Joss Whedon version just didn't make any sense. It was like he was a fully realized uh, prince or king of the oceans. Leader, and then we got a movie immediately after that was like, What's he gonna do? Like, will like, he be ocean master? I, you know, what's going on? Like, so he will never yeah. be ocean master, ocean master, right? <laughs> at least, really loves. I oh, mean, I, I also he really will Aquaman, never be, too, be too, ocean
1: master,
0: but
2: yeah, when the crab shouts at him to never be ocean, master. How, w- w-
1: what did you think about Aquaman, Marcus?
2: I, I like okay, so the Aquaman, <laughs> when I saw Aquaman the first time, mm-hmm. I despised it i was like this stupid dumb movie uh-huh. stupid dc movies are all bad and i hate them and then i was gonna make a video on it and in my video like as i was like you know i watch a movie and i'm like maybe i'll take a little notes and i'm like oh, stupid line it is a you know, stupid <laughs> scene i'm like, I'm, like oh, that was kind of cool actually okay I'll, I'll 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 say that was cool and i'm like oh that's stupid too I'm like oh i like that a lot and then i was like oh my god i like this movie oh no yeah i just completely came around like i i i watch that every once in a while now put it on i'll be like yeah aquaman's cool it is is a good movie yeah it's
1: so cool i i i will admit i had high hopes leading into it because i knew james Wan was attached and i thought you know james Wan is not going to lead us wrong i believe (laughs) it i believe Uh it in my heart um and everyone thought it was going to be goofy. And sure enough, 30 minutes into that movie, I was really nervous because I had put a lot of my reputation on the line. <laughs> but this, this is going to be a good movie. And then um, but then sure enough, you know, you get to the end of it and, and you think, man, that was actually pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's very exciting. It's just like it
2: feels good. Like I've said I've said before, I like a good hero's journey. Like it's a normal like trope. It's it's in like every story, but when it's done really well, mm-hmm. it is very satisfying to watch it unfold. Yep. And that's just a good like a feel good hero's journey action movie. Yes, yeah.
1: It's a, something that's also really satisfying. And you touched on it earlier, is just seeing the mundane interactions between these characters because they've all been built up. And I think part of the fun in comics is when you see like these two characters from different worlds marvel does it really really well where it's like they're just having a mundane conversation and it's the wonder woman aquaman thing of like oh you're from this world you're you're from that world you know it's it's like when i was a kid and my great-grandfather and my great great uncle would talk about world war ii and -hmm. it's like yo you're polish you're italian Whoa, (laughs) you know and um it it uh i i just think like there's, there's just like those quiet moments where it just breathes and is like, let's just see a little, pull back the curtain. They're not doing hero shit together. They're just being their over-the-top like gods from these different backgrounds together. I, I love that I mean, it's a bloated four-hour runtime, but we got some of those little moments. Well, I always yeah. I
0: would say one thing to add on to that. And again, when you consider that they are gods, right? And they're gods having normal conversations like people would that aren't necessarily reminding you that they are normal, right? Like, it's not like they're talking about their favorite Starbucks drink or whatever. It's not a forced interaction because I actually really like – I like that Superman comes back and then he takes Lois and goes to the farm. And she's like, we lost the farm. He's like, what do you mean we lost the farm? (laughs) And then later on, Batman goes, don't worry. I bought the farm back for you. I bought the bank and Superman's like thanks but you can tell he's thinking I can destroy this world with the snap of my fingers. <laughs> like I appreciate it. Thank you for buying yeah. back the bank, but I could literally lift Scrooge's entire vault out of the ground if I wanted <laughs> well, to so, and get a thousand farms.
1: So there's that whole like I don't know if you guys saw all the like Twitter abuzz because, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier, Falcon Ghost to try to get that that loan or mm-hmm. whatever and is getting denied. Mm-hmm. and the the person's like how do you avengers get paid like you know does mm-hmm. to the government and every and so everyone on twitter was like tony stark wasn't paying the avengers you know he was so rich he wasn't paying the avengers and so i guess like batman kind of and then there was the there was the counter argument which was is tony Star- stark supposed to pay the avengers why wouldn't shield pay the avengers why wouldn't uh... we,
0: our tax dollars, go to paying the Avengers?
1: Yeah, I mean, so. I think in that universe, isn't that how, like, they're all technically
2: supposed to work under the government. Are they working under the government for free? I mean,
0: I guess I, I always thought of we're getting way off track, and that's okay. <laughs> but I always thought of it as kind of like military, right? Like, they were basically like in the Army Reserve. So, you know, there were benefits that came to it room and board, meals you know, a place to train, a place to, uh, you know, a place, the summer house in upstate New York or whatever summer facility, upstate access to limitless technology and transportation. But I did I never assumed that a a huge salary was involved because most of their needs were taken care of, you know, I mean, they're fighting very, but soldiers aren't paid that well. And they're putting their lives on the line as well. So, you know, it's, I it's just thought it was yeah a lot uh, there's definitely a lot to unpack <laughs> hey remember when Flash ran so fast <laughs> that he moved time backwards
2: <laughs> boy was that great that was, it was a good movie I don't have I, to think about loans or money yeah
0: yeah you don't have to worry about it um, but I do think I will just to kind of wrap things up because I feel like we could talk it's a four hour movie and I was like so I don't know how we're going to talk about
1: it I have it. more to say A lot, but Billy Crudup um, was Billy credup in the original one as his dad
2: Yes, I think he was. It's uh, that scene's almost exactly the same, except um, Flash has like an added like exposition in the Snyder cut where he's like, "Well, you're my dad who killed my mother, and I don't believe that you actually did it." And but Batman has that like has exposition for him in the Joss cut, so that they kind of cut that. Either way, the exposition happens, but yeah, it's almost exactly the same. Billy Crudup, great Billy.
0: Um, But um, I want to say that I really liked flash running so fast because I think it's such a stupid, cheesy concept. Like it's the kind of thing that ha- always happens in comic books where it's like, how do we make someone who runs fast relevant when like, yeah. like we've already seen uh, wonder woman move just as fast as he does. And super, we all know already shows Superman trips him, like basically pranks him yeah. and he's <laughs> like, you so you're fast and he moves so fast. He trips him. Um, So like we already saw like these things happen. So they always have to figure out this power creep and what can he do that no one else can. And it should be dumb. But the visualization of that moment is like is what I thought to be. That was like the one slow-mo with a song playing thing that I was like this belongs here. This is perfect for this like and it it really builds to a climax, which is such it's such a slow
2: climax, which is what I really liked about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's just satisfying. It's like, I feel like a lot of superhero movies that people really like have like that big moment that people are like that was awesome. Like, mm-hmm. That was the, the big, you know, you know, scene of the movie. And this is definitely that for this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's big enough that like after that, you know, you can have your following action then end and I would have been fine with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that it keeps going is, <laughs> is, is another is another story. I know a lot of people mm. are uh, divisive on how long the falling action of this movie is. <laughs> yeah. It feels I, like it ends at a certain point. It's and then like it just keeps going.
1: Lord of the Rings yeah. levels. Um, yeah. Here's an
0: end. You get it's, an end. You get an end. I think because it isn't winding down after that moment and they've resolved everything um, and they kill Steppenwolf in a really what I thought was a really cool
2: way. That was cold. That was so, um, that was so cool.
0: <laughs> uh, I was. I. Uh, I was like, OK, as long as it's going down. But the problem is, I think it goes down and then plateaus in a completely different direction, almost like it's building it's a again. different movie. Oh, yeah, and, well, then it is.
1: and there's no connective tissue between any of these scenes that are just slapped next to each other at the very yeah. end. We're talking
0: specifically yeah. about, I think, the nightmare. Mostly we'll talk talking about Joe
1: about um, Lex Luthor.
0: Yeah. That oh, was, yeah. Yeah. And well, that was because of... that was the end tag. Wasn't that the end tag of the Joss Whedon version? It was the it was post like, credit. It scene. was post credit. Yeah. 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 Now it's just it was, thrown in.
1: It was setting up for Joe Magnan yellow. <laughs> it was setting him up. He plays a uh-huh. uh, um, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. It was setting him up to be Deathstroke to be the villain in the next Batman, Ben Affleck, Batman, which yeah. got mm-hmm. canned. Yeah. Um,
2: that's why that one but, line gets changed where he's like, oh, his name's Bruce Wayne, because that was going to tie into that movie. But since they cut like right when Justice League was coming out, they're like oh, I was not going to be a Ben Affleck Batman movie. They're like, all right, let's just cut that line. Yeah. Um, but then so you're like,
0: OK, it's you're clearly setting up for more. And then we get the new edition, which is a, an additional nightmare sequence the DLC. Of uh, yeah, exactly. That's what it felt like, honestly. DLC? It felt like a DLC. Um <laughs> that's perfect. Um of Batman and and then also the only moments ago introduced Deathstroke, which I think yeah. is perfect.
1: Is, um, Mohawk.
0: I'm gonna yeah. kill
2: Batman. Just kidding. We're besties now.
1: Yeah.
0: Um plus Mara from oh, Aquaman's Mara. World in in a in a land devoid of water, which I thought was great. With a British um, accent. Aquaman's a British dead accent aquaman is 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 assumed data and then we have flash right that's it's just them um and then of course jared leto's joker returns sans damaged tattoo no tattoos um so that way the two of them can have a scene that i know i watched your review i
2: know you enjoyed right i did again with an asterisk it's (laughs) like because like the scene (laughs) just starts it doesn't Mm. like it I watched it with someone who hasn't seen the original and isn't, mm-hmm. like, super familiar with Batman v Superman. They're, like, they just kind of, like, mm-hmm. slept through it. And when that scene starts, it's kind of like, what what is, what's going on now? Like, it feels like it comes out of nowhere. It's not, like, mm-hmm. woven into the movie neatly. It yeah. feels like it's just thrown onto the movie. Yeah. I yeah. like. Like, I liked. I was like, up until they start like having that conversation with Batman and Joker. I was like, this is, this is kind of corny. This is goofy. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it de- yeah. definitely would have made more sense positioned as a post credits. Yes. Scene. Yeah.
0: Or extras on a DVD release that would never happen. <laughs> like <laughs> or it even just...
2: like they have other scenes where they're like kind of ref- like alluding to that like alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. I would have been fine with it being like somewhere else in the movie like because they have mm-hmm. like a few dream sequences maybe like come cut trim it down and then throw it in with another one of the dream sequences yeah that, like that yeah
1: have. if it happened and then batman woke up and he was like all disoriented and then he looked over to the glass case in his bedroom where robin's uh uniform is because <laughs> he keeps it, <laughs> keeps it in his bedroom keeps it in his in the glass case next to him while he sleeps uh-huh. i yeah. would have been happy with that um yeah
2: it, it, he does like have like a few scenes where he's like i've been having dreams about alternate timeline and like it would have made yeah it would have made more sense if he like wakes up and then he has a conversation with wonder woman or something like that because mm-hmm. there's yeah. there and then there's i forgot about the martian manhunter scene like there's oh, yeah. like three scenes yeah. that can be an ending <laughs> scene or a post credit scene yeah. yeah it's return of the king to that
1: it's same just, quality as well and martian uh-huh. manhunter was was a substitute for because who did he originally want to put green in lantern. He green a green lantern. Lantern. lantern that's yeah, right figure out a
0: green lantern thing
1: Which is weirdly,
0: uh, weirdly, the Martian Manhunter stuff. It doesn't make sense that he was like, I was here the whole time. I was like, and you didn't help. Um, (laughs) But it 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 does kind of tie back based on the casting that he's been there the whole time. Right. Which is is the only like interesting through line, I would say, of that Zack Snyder trilogy.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Weirdly. Strangely Um, enough, it makes more sense than if if Green Lantern shows up yeah
1: yeah um, you're right but, but it was
2: weird sorry avid like I, I, I cannot stop thinking about him being martha in that scene <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's so please. strange like it's this lovely like yeah. beautiful conversation between these two characters that i generally didn't yes. like in the other movies and then one of them is an yeah alien. <laughs> yeah but i know I, didn't,
1: I guess i didn't understand the purpose of that being martian manhunter it
2: was just to tell us like are you who Look who's here! Oh, okay. Marshall so, because
1: I felt like I was like I was like why why would he want to go to talk to Lois? And it was what is he trying to motivate her to do? I no idea that I I couldn't understand. I, mean,
2: I guess you could imply that like he had to try to convince her to go to like the Superman monument that day and convince Superman not to have zombie madness.
0: But but how already, would he know? How gonna, would he know? And already they established earlier in the movie that she was like, I come here every day. And that cop's like back again, Lois every single day. It's just so like, it's weird. It's a weird, convenient conflict that she would decide that was the day she was going to stop going. Yeah. When we already told
2: uh, us the audience that like, she goes every single day so yeah we shouldn't have to convince ourselves why he's here (laughs) like we shouldn't have to try to come up with (laughs) fake reasons why martian manhunter transforms into martha cat uh uh, uh,
1: related lois is just kind of a sad snoopy in this whole movie Like doesn't really do Mm -hmm. much that's Mm -hmm. how she is in all these movies yeah Yeah.
2: and they keep saying like she's important she's the key to the future like show me then like like, you're interesting
0: there is that one scene where Superman's holding her skeleton <laughs> yeah, and, and then like Darkseid comes course. up and helps him from behind. I did appreciate it. I was like, I was like, that's a compelling Lois Lane. Um, but, <laughs> Bacon. But yeah, yeah, so I I mean, it was so indulgent. Um, the, the nightmare scene for me did not.
1: Hit. I just don't like you had a smile Jared on your Leto. face the whole time. I, mean,
0: I don't like Jared Leto as Joker. I mean, I, I had a smile on my face the whole for like the whole last half of Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom as <laughs> well, where dinosaurs are running amok in the Clue Mansion. Um, that didn't mean I thought it was good, but like I, I just, I just don't buy into it. It feels like he is doing an impersonation of, and i i because again i watched your review and i completely agree with your take of like the played out we're reflections of each other is yeah, like that's that, that scene is so, is so played out i think we've already seen the best version of that this so there's no sense to do it again i appreciate that this was different it was just like nah you're a pussy you're not gonna do it you know yeah, yeah. but it's just something about jared leto he he's a great actor but he brings out like the worst (laughs) joker like i don't know why
2: he's really is it the material it's probably i I mean mean, partially the material but i feel like wasn't he like like doing some method acting stuff i feel like he kind of was maybe making up some of his own stuff if he if he was let to do that my thing is with jokers is like i don't care what what anybody does with the joker like Mm -hmm. be duo do like a a shitty version of the joker fine as long as it's a different joker Mm -hmm. i'm okay with that like it's it's a the kind of character that like if someone's like oh that performance as the joker was terrible i'm like how can you tell it's the like he's talking Mm -hmm. weird he's you know doing shit that a regular person wouldn't do so i'm Mm -hmm. less picky with my joker presentation like joker can be like you know uh have a bad performance or be you know Mm-hmm. portrayed by an actor that I, I think isn't doing a great job. And I'm kind of OK with it. I'll give it a pass. Yeah,
0: I there's always it always goes back to the fact that, like, if you make Batman really impressive, then it does feel like you're somewhat obligated to make Joker impressive, yes. too, because he's yeah. like generally like unless you decide not to in that universe, which is totally fine. Generally, it's all he's always held up to the standard of Batman he's the only yeah. one who can generally get the better of Batman in most cases you really get under his skin and it's like well why is that and I don't think by like 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 saying like I am who's gonna give you a reach around was like the, that's the thing like Batman has done this for 30 years faced off against countless things and I don't yeah. think that if someone said who's gonna give you a reach around it like,
2: definitely yeah it doesn't feel like this Joker is on the yeah. same level as Batman. No. <laughs> yeah. It feels it's not like he's like, a nuisance.
1: He's not getting under Batman's skin in the way yeah. that, that the movie wants us to think that he is.
0: Which, yeah. again, in the context of this movie, was a nightmare. So maybe it was a nightmare <laughs> of that our Batman from this universe going like, I can't believe... What how what a scary thought that that would be what got under my <laughs> that, skin. That
1: would be my yes. arch nemesis, my <laughs> that, equal. That would be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, if we're if we're talking about like mis miscastings or just characters that just don't fly um I, I hate to say it because I love him so much but JK Simmons as Commissioner Gordon it's just it's so whatever and it's so yeah, why and
2: he doesn't he doesn't really like stand out too much it's no. like JK Simmons like least Impressive role that I've seen yeah. in a while. It's so right. unfortunate. I forget he's in it when you like mentioned him just now I'm like, oh, yeah. he's,
1: he's Yeah in the movie. I when he showed up as Commissioner Gordon I, I said, oh, yeah, I guess that that was the thing that he was the He was Gordon in this universe and if they don't mm-hmm. do anything interesting with him yeah. it, He may it's, as well not have been in this movie too.
0: It's 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 just a reminder that Gotham exists <sighs> I I think again Man of Steel. I think we wasted Christopher Maloney too soon Cause he's people forget he's in that movie. Who is he? But he's just playing like a, a army officer. Like yeah. a, he's the one who crashes the spaceship or whatever, and yeah, like helps he, save he the day. He has
2: like this grudge against like oh. one of the other alien Kryptonians. And
0: yeah, but I think I think he, if you wanted to save a role for him, he could be a different Commissioner Gordon. Also, when you take someone like J.K. Simmons who has done the circuit on superhero movies, like don't give him a somewhat similar but different role like it's it just yeah. feels like when you do that it's like oh so Zack snyder watched spider-man and was I, like that guy would be good in my superhero yeah. movie yeah. which is like I, a terrible way to cast
1: i'm seeing on imdb that david theulis showed up as Ares. is that in the big fight against dark side
0: yeah I, I think so yeah
1: just, oh, okay yeah. that's cool i mean that, that's cool oh huh. you know why mm-hmm. not
0: yeah <laughs> um any final we went already went longer than i thought we would um but again i could i could do this all afternoon any final thoughts for this particular podcast uh about justice league the
2: snyder cut zach snyder is my new bestie that's all i have to say wow
1: perfect really wow okay this is where i'm gonna get a little bit hard knocks uh touch of reality i think I think you got to come into this movie with tempered expectations and just yeah. be prepared to sort of uh, embrace the the comic book parallels and and vision or, or visuals that you're getting. And if if you're coming in and you're expecting like a perfect cinematic experience, you're not going to get it. But you're you're if you let yourself enjoy it, if you maybe you need to watch it in two parts in two sittings. You know, so you don't you don't get burdened by the runtime. I think there's a way to enjoy this movie. I really yeah. do.
0: Mm-hmm. I I agree with both of you. I think that uh, this is a different take on superhero. This is not a Marvel movie. And I think the biggest problem with the DC cinematic universe is that they were trying to pivot into being more like Marvel. And it's a, I think it's a disservice. I think at the very least, this movie's more tonally consistent than the other Justice League. Um, Marcus, you said it in your review, and I completely agree. I don't know if we'd be having this much praise for the movie if there wasn't already a worse version that exists.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right? It's a lot more fun to just be like, wow, that sucked mm-hmm. before, yeah. and it's a lot better now. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So I, I wonder
0: if you took someone in a vacuum that like had no knowledge of the situation, just showed them this, what they would think. Um, I yeah. also think that the 4 by 3 is was a scam, so that way they wouldn't have to render the special effects for twenty percent of the screen. That's my theory, and I'm sticking. I've been te-
1: I've been pushing it around. <laughs> there that's are like my two thousand new effects shots in this movie, or something. There's so many <laughs> effects, realm. and I think but no, someone. Saying,
2: but that's how they afford it. They're saving. Someone it said, <laughs> it.
0: I mean, if you think about how much it costs to fill a frame, if they said we could do twenty percent less of it. And how that equates to dollars, I feel well, like that conversation had to have happened.
1: What's the final <laughs> verdict on the 4x3? Because at first I heard that it was optimized for IMAX. Then I heard that it was Zack Snyder wanting these heroes to be in this stature where they look like really mm-hmm. tall and imposing. Yeah. I think so, he
2: just was yeah. like, ah, it's cooler that way. I want it that way. It's like the same reason why he does like black and white cuts of his movies. He's like, oh, look, mm-hmm. it looks cooler. He could try to make up a reason, but it's because he yeah. just thinks it looks cooler. <laughs> yeah. I completely agree. Or the, or the saving money. That's why. <laughs>
0: um, Marcus, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, thank if you, you, you are ever me. in the LA area and want to come over and watch the, the sucker punch director's cut, <laughs> sucker
2: it's got the punch.
0: full, oh, yeah. it's got the full, uh, performance. How many hours
2: extra is it?
0: Though? <laughs> I think it's all, it's got a solid 45 minutes extra packed okay. in there. Then I'm it in. has a full song and dance number. The, you, you I'm sure you're familiar over the credits they sing that Oscar Isaac sings that song on stage, and you are like, "Where was this?" Well, that whole sequence is in in the movie. You get <laughs> way more John Hamm, way more John Hamm than you ever got in the original version. Uh, so please, you are welcome to come and join me. We'll make some popcorn and we'll watch we'll watch the
2: sucker punch cut.
0: Where can uh, other people find you, uh, find more of your stuff?
2: You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com dot slash Cosmonaut Variety Hour. Yeah, it's that's per, where I, it's I per, talk about movies with superheroes yeah. in them.
1: Everyone should j- just check out, should definitely check out Marcus's stuff. But I just had, sorry, I just had something that just rocked my world, and it's Uh-oh. breaking here. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, what is this? Well, James, there are three versions of Sucker Punch. There's a the three theatrical, <laughs> there's a the theatrical release. There's the extended edition, which is what you've seen. Yeah, there is a Snyder cut, an unreleased mm-hmm. director's cut of Sucker the Sucker Punch.
0: Wait, hold on. Is this what always- what are we using to determine Snyder cuts now or just his dreams? Like <laughs> This is, is
1: on-screen like... rant. Uh Zack Snyder has confi- from April 2020, Zack Snyder has confirmed that his director's cut of Sucker Punch has also yet to see the light of day. Um Snyder right, nevertheless made it clear that the extended cuts edition still don't fully restore his vision of the movie.
2: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's going to do this with every movie now. He's going to be for, like three? Rise of the Guardians is going to have a Snyder cut. The movies are a
1: DP Larry Fong has spoken of Snyder's Cut as having extended musical numbers with the ending also being different.
2: Oh, that's that actually, that's that's significant. Wow. The ending being but, different is significant.
1: Yeah, but please yeah. everyone go check out Cosmonaut Marcus.
2: Yes,
0: it's Thank it's you. great, uh, wonderful, well thought out. I, I yeah. mean, again. Part thank of the you. reason I want to have you on is because I watch your videos and I go, I agree with that. So finally, <laughs> not exactly oh, challenging my worldviews, <laughs> no, but, uh, but I chamber. love it. Um, but no, they're, they're great videos. They're super well done. I'm, I'm really glad we finally got to have you on. Thank you so much. Love thank to have you. you back. Love to have you back sometime if you're yeah, free. Yeah, totally. This was great. And uh, thank you so much, everybody, for watching, listening, and we'll see you next week on another episode of Filmhouse.
2: black and white <laughs> as the <we> intention <laughs> <laughs>